So over the weekend, Starbucks joined Verizon and Coca-Cola, some pretty well-known brands, in pulling their advertising from Facebook. Now, this is all in an effort to get the social media giant to increase its efforts against hate speech and disinformation. Adam Oldfield is 640 Toronto's tech expert. He joins us now for more on this here on Global News Radio. Adam, good afternoon. Hey, good afternoon, Jeff. All right. First off, just uh, tell us a bit about the background here. This uh, hashtag Stop Hate for Profit campaign. What's this all about? How did it get started? Well, first of all, it began with an advocacy group that was pushing, and this isn't new, in regards to, obviously, a lot of hate speech and marketing in regards to posts uh, and messages that were being uh, uploaded to Facebook and not being aware or monitored, uh, where Zuckerberg kind of kind of gave it the, the, the side eye and said, not interested, uh, we'll give it a notice if we feel it's fake. Uh, Twitter took a little bit of a more a standard action on it, and I guess with all of the... Uh, uh, information that's been kind of passed around when we saw about uh, Black Lives Matter, uh, we saw that this was a big outcry when it came to advocacy stepping up. And so with that, uh, this is nothing new, but now it's really starting to get a foothold and, and roll forward. So with that, a lot of advertisers are now forcing into Facebook to say, if you're not going to do anything about it, we're going to be pulling our advertising. Um, the big thing about is is managing effectively uh, that diverse speech on their platforms. So where people are posting and how is Facebook managing this. this is an ongoing thing for years this has been going on so now that these large companies Hershey's as you mentioned Coca-Cola Levi's North Face uh, Starbucks and the list keeps adding on uh, continues to be now the boycott um, with that said it's the big question I look at it is that Facebook is almost batting an eye at it to be honest with you Jeff and I'm quite, I'm quite perplexed but it shows the power of, of Facebook because the uh, advertisers are claiming that more needs to be done. They have to step up. They have to start uh, keeping an eye on monitoring these hate speech elements. And what Facebook has said is they will put more aggressive stance when it comes to uh, advertising. They will put more uh, recognition if there's any kind of hate message or any of of that sort when it comes to that. However, they also made a stance that they are not going to make any policy changes when it comes to any of their regular posts. So anyone in Facebook, which 2.6 billion active people can still post their thoughts, concerns, opinions. It may flag it by Facebook, but their VP of Global Marketing made very clear that this has never been what Facebook was about. Zuckerberg's never been about the money. He's always been about what he feels is right. And so this is another impact. They've made $17 billion according to their announcement with regards to earnings, but a big majority of that is small business. So the boycott sounds good, sounds like they're making a big impact, but I don't believe Facebook is sitting there going, how are we going to survive? That's not a big deal in Facebook's uh, back corner. Yeah, because these are certainly, as I mentioned off the top, some pretty big companies with some pretty big platforms making a statement here, Adam. But Facebook overall, and I was just blown away when I read this, they have 8 million different advertisers. So even though you've got some of the biggest companies, best-known brands taking a stand here, do you think this is going to make a difference? No, I don't. And I, I believe those 8 million advertisers are splitting their $200 million, and Facebook's getting a nice chunk of it. But a majority of Facebook has been claimed that it is by local advertisers. Small business is the engine in a lot of the advertising elements. So I also want to make a note. Uh, Facebook, as I said earlier, $2.6 billion 
billion, Jeff, active users. That means 2.6 billion every day sign in, post what they're doing with their grandmother, what their puppy dog did. They're basically on there regularly posting. That information, which Facebook has constantly collected, is so valuable to that small locksmith, that small electrician, that little retail outlet. And during COVID, many small businesses cannot afford to stop advertising on Facebook. They need Facebook. So if anything, these large advertisers polling is going to take a big chunk out of it. And we've seen that with sort of the stock price and everything else. But as far as it's uh, impacting the Zuckerberg going, okay, okay, Coca-Cola, don't worry, I'm going to get on my coders and start fixing this problem. Just please, please uh, get back on and everyone enjoys a fresh Coke. I hope that will be returned in August is not in any cards right now. Uh, I think of anything, the smaller advertiser is going to go, hey, uh, what used to cost me $3 uh, per click is now going to cost me 25 cents. And boy, that sure is handy when I'm struggling to try and get my business out of a COVID crisis. All right. Facebook, their stock was down 8% at the end of the week. And you and I, Adam, I don't know, I've lost count, but we've probably done eight different segments on the demise of Facebook. Uh, do you think it's <laughs> it's actually in trouble this time around when it comes to its overall existence? Do you think people are getting fatigued by so many different things? Privacy breaches. Uh, you, you know, we're now talking about hate speech being allowed on there with no effective policing. No, I don't think so. I don't think so at all. I think what we've seen is probably, yes, the seven times you and I have talked, I think it's increased by almost 600 million. I think it was only 1.8 billion active users when we were doing this segment the first time. <laughs> so more and more people are jumping on it. And here's the thing, on a younger audience, 35 and younger, Facebook is not an active platform for them. And, you know, ironically, that 35 plus has the expendable income. So to be said that Facebook has a problem now, no, not really. In five years from now, when we do our 530th segment on Facebook, <laughs> yes, it will probably be we're seeing a declining active users because unless Facebook does some sort of a alteration, uh, it's going to not really impact. And Facebook also is a collective group. That's uh, Instagram and WhatsApp. So let's be clear. It's not just the platform of Facebook. It's all of Facebook's uh, platform softwares that are being uh, that are included in this advertising venture. So no, I think right now, in the next two to three years, Facebook's got a great stability. It's not going to be impacted. If anything, uh, I'm no stock advice guy, but I would definitely say that if it keeps dropping, Facebook might be one of those buy Facebook when it drops even more. Joined by our tech expert, Adam Oldfield. Also, Adam, some uh, news, big news regarding Tim Hortons this afternoon we need to discuss in their mobile app. Apparently, Timmy's has discontinued background location tracking, as we're hearing four privacy watchdogs in Canada have announced a joint investigation. What do we know about this? Well, when we sign up for an application, we all go through that list of scrolling where you have to roll your thumb about six or seven times to get to the bottom, and you say, yeah, 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 I agree, give me my points. Well, obviously what Tim Hortons has done is they've given a little more, uh, uh, I would say, liberation to the information they're getting when you sign up. So uh, there was a big cry out when someone investigated this deeper to say, wait a minute, what information is Tim Hortons using? And the real one that's going to give Tim Hortons a little bit of a problem is the fact that 
they haven't disclosed the third party they're using that data with. So that's the part which is kind of fuzzy. So the privacy commissioner, I totally get. They're going to jump into this. If anything, this will start to lay out the laws that we've heard about before in Canada, where when we're signing up for programs, if you're downloading a Canadian uh, a Canadian uh, corporation that is offering services and you're asking for permissions from users, what information is it you're getting? How are you using it? And right now in the, in the climate of malware and virus and, and security is, is rampant right now um, in regards to security privacy issues in the dark market. What if this information was confiscated? What happens when I do hack of the week here, Jeff, and Tim Horton's uh, servers were one of those culprits? It's going to be scary when they're using and collecting a lot of this data, geolocation, uh, who you are, your age, your birthday, uh, where you purchase a coffee, your competitor's information. And because their biggest, I guess, uh, I'm no lawyer again, but I would think that their argument in court would probably be, we have full consent of the users when they, sec- they selected, I agree. Uh, that was all part of the process. Uh, I think where Canada is going to come in and get a little more stringent is they're going to say, uh, you need to be more transparent. You're going to have to bullet point it. And for everything you agree to in any app or program you give permissions to, the customer has to get a copy. Right now, we don't get a copy of anything you agree to in terms and conditions. That may change in the near future. Yeah, because it's just so much legalese and really all of us. If you've ever downloaded a computer program or been online, I mean, how many people, you know, read every word? And I know the old adage is make sure you read the uh, fine print, but how many people actually uh, do that before they hit accept? I think the idea is that the the benefit of what value you get from that, the data you're giving them, is really the gold. So when you're accepting the terms and conditions and you're signing into uh, the access to the application, um, you're really giving all access. And this is, again, this is also concerning because if there was, by chance, this is just a privacy issue, Jeff, but what if we've been hearing on Google platforms and even Apple, that matter, a lot of these applications uh, have been installed with bugs, meaning uh, hackers and and malware. Uh, If, for whatever reason, I'm not saying this is the case, but if Tim Hortons, by chance, has a bug involved, and it could put millions of users of their applications at risk in regards to their own uh, being hacked or data or shared information. And truthfully, it is a gold mine for a hacker online right now. So I would say, yeah, they need to be scrutinized. And in Canada, we've talked about we need to do more about it. Um, but the question is, what is it that needs to be done? Uh, that's my recommendation. That wasn't anything they've instituted by a bill, by the way. But I think it needs to be very simplified. Here's your top things we're going to do with your info. Here's the access we're going to use, your camera, your geolocation. Here's where the information stored. You can delete this data if you do the following steps. And here's a copy of your terms and conditions that you agreed to. Yeah, because this is a moneymaker, right? And let's be real here. Let's be honest. Timmy's isn't the only one doing this that has this sort of an app. Absolutely not. I mean, if you have a Tesla app in the Tesla, I mean, you're giving them everything about you. I mean, they know every time you stop to go to the bathroom. So they've got access to more information than Tim Hortons just knows if you go to Starbucks and knows when you've been in the mall. Um, when we look at the other applications and the data they're storing, uh, it, it, it's, it's surprising how many uh, applications are asking for access. Um, you know, and we give permissions to these applications, the camera, the audio, all of it. And we ask 
a question of like, is it really listening to me? Yes, it is. And you gave it permission to do so. Yeah. And so, I don't yeah. want to message, by the way, when I'm in line at Starbucks, uh, Tim Hortons pops up on my phone. What are you doing? <laughs> Was it me or is it you? Yeah. <laughs> what, what did I do wrong? Yeah. What did the double double do to you? Exactly. <laughs> Adam, we got to leave it there for now. Thanks as always. Thanks, Jeff. Have a great afternoon. You as well. There goes our tech expert, Adam Oldfield. 